Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. You heard it. It is another episode of Tailgater Sports. We're so happy to have you here. However you found this podcast, whatever you are listening, we are just so happy to have you along for the ride. Along for the ride with us. I have two other guys riding shotgun on the podcast. This guy over here, I'm pointing to him. You can't see that. His name is Randy. I'm going to circle back to him in just one you second. You hear my chair. Because he is wearing a Milwaukee Bucks hat. Um, and the they're, they're in the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> they advanced over the weekend with... Perhaps, maybe, just maybe, I don't want to give him any kind of credit because I know he's going to try to do this stupid-ass spin. I know that's how he set this weekend up. His name is Tyler. He's very bad at picking sports. And let's I just am. jump into it. So we just recently came back from Vegas, mm -hmm. and you went a, an entire weekend without picking one correct sports bet. Right, Tyler? Out of what? Maybe four or five, I'd say? I had maybe five or six parlays. None of them hit. Okay, good so, job. By so that's me. not only not only a pick. You had a couple picks within those picks go wrong. So there's even more picks within those over the top. So you had those picks going. Exception and during the football season. Very well known that you were horrible at picking the games we Awful. selected. Horrible. Well, I was. I was so so. The big. We got the big, to, no. Then we got to the playoffs and that was bad. But the big, did, the big narrative oh. throughout the season was that you're going to owe us money at the end of the yeah. year based off of your uh, prediction for a division, which you lost. So. Yeah, well, I will admit though the one thing the one thing he did actually do fairly well at, but I even feel like on the fence at acknowledging this because this really this really is like any way it could go anyway. The March Madness he did he did okay yeah, in March Madness because he but March, fell into Houston supporting yeah. and Houston ran the table. <laughs> Mar but March Madness is so unpredictable. It's like it's also yeah, every, a, blind squirrel finds a nut, right? Exactly right, and especially when there's a lot of nuts like March Madness, you gotta. There's a lot of nuts. Tyler seems to find it. But Tyler cannot do well under pressure so, when it's just the one-on-one yeah, -on -one matchup. One -on -ones, he can't do it. Big games. So over the weekend, the the victory tour, the non-victory tour of Tyler continued with the NBA playoffs. Um, in the middle of the Clippers Jazz game six, he texts us, well, we're going to have another game seven on our hands. Uh, they were up by like 16, 18 points or something like that. Clippers yeah, Jazz come, were up by a lot. They Clip, were playing really Clippers well. come back from behind. No yeah. Kawhi Leonard. They beat and eliminate the Jazz to move on Thanks to, to the Terrence Mann, who I've never heard of. To before. move on to the NBA Western Conference Finals. So that's another incorrect pick for Tyler. Yeah. And then we oh, move on one? to the Sunday portion of the weekend, guys. And Tyler goes out on a limb and says, Congratulations, I'm picking the Nets and the 76ers to make the NBA's Easter Conference Finals. Well, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, is going to be game one of the NBA's Easter Conference Finals. And who's playing in it? The Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks, the two teams Tyler picked against. Yay? Question mark? So, my, my thing, uh, my shout thing. Out, shout out to. Uh, Little Hawk on Instagram who messaged me saying, thanks for the $200 I won today on a 14 parlay dude, by picking up. That's opposite. great, dude. That's awesome because people I know we talk a little bit about on What's New Podcast with Menace. Right. And we've talked about it obviously plenty on this Tailgater Sports Podcast. If you just kind of fade whatever Tyler bets and just kind of bet the opposite, yeah. you will have won a lot of money. But that and needs people to be, are actually starting to do it, which is which is even better. That needs to be Tyler's thing, though. Like He needs to really like buy into it where he's like... Like Nostradamus, where it's everything he says, it's against what he says. Like never, to, like never go with his bets because it is, it's remarkable how bad he is. Yeah, it's it's my thing is he always has something. It's yeah. Oh, I didn't. Dang, next time, oh, I I need to do a little bit right. more research next time. Or oh, so and so, Terrence Mann came out of nowhere and beat me. My issue with my issue with Tyler though is that like he knows he's bad at this, and even and if he doesn't know, even better. But he's so bad at picking these picks 
but he always has to tweet something about it. Yeah. And then he tweets something about it. And then a day later, it incriminates him for looking dumb on Twitter. It's like throwing something at a wall and sees what's, and you see what sticks. It's like yeah. hot take radio. You throw out hot takes, you make over the top accusations. And if you're right, you're a genius. And if you're wrong, you just kind of let it bury it and bury it and bury it. Wait, and hopefully nobody brings the, it up. That's the thing is like, I'm not even trying to make it a hot take radio. So here, here was which my what, which is process. what makes it so much better because then you look like a bigger <laughs> doofus. Trying. You look like I a know, doofus. I know, I know. But here's here was my thinking process. Number one, the Nets one was kind of simple. It's every home team has won the home game. Three in Milwaukee. Milwaukee won those three. Three in Brooklyn. Brooklyn won those three. Something okay. Game seven. It's in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant. I expect them to have a big game. And to be fair, he hit in. I don't know how he made it shot yeah. to send the game into overtime, which was absolutely insane. Unfortunately, by the time they get to overtime, no one else is helping him. Half his team is hurt. He's absolutely drained. And that last second shot, that was just an air ball to basically win it for the Bucks. Hey, that's an unfortunate circumstance. I get it. I understood. It happens. Also, P.J. Tucker now, played like the game of his life. P.J. Tucker, defensively. Now, it, it's funny because I was talking to Randy a little bit before that game and i said pj tucker is out here doing the absolute best he can his problem is that kevin durant is just on a god tier level that's the main problem so congratulations to the bucks they did well to be perfectly honest i would rather see them in the eastern conference final i'm not saying that's why i picked brooklyn but i am saying i'd rather see them because it's a win for small market teams number one number two i hate super teams Number three, Giannis, despite Mike Budenholzer's god-awful coaching throughout this entire series, that man has made some very questionable decisions. Giannis was able to overcome it. Chris Middleton came into his so, own. It was a good series. So before yeah. before we move on from the Bucks series, you mentioned the shot, the Kevin Durant shot to force overtime, right? Just um, ungodly shot so in it's games five and seven. Yeah, it's, so it's literally in the game seven shot more specifically because I have a quote from KD after the game. I don't know if right. you guys have heard this. It was literally a, a what probably one second left on the game. Yeah, around that. It was. It would have been a game winner more than likely. You can't say yeah. ifs or ands, buts. If it would have, I actually thought it was. Yeah. I didn't realize. But like, that his if you look the at the screenshot line. after his toe, his literally his like big toe is on the line. It's probably a, a centimeter or two away from being a game winner instead of game tying. Like he he's here. Let's just listen to Kevin Durant after the game. This is what he said. Uh, Kevin, that final play of regulation, can you describe making that shot? Did you think it was a three-pointer when it left? And is that really the, ultimately, the even in defeat, the most memorable shot of your career? Not at all. The mo not, not even close to the most memorable shot. Question. I thought it was a Tracy, but I was, I was a, my big ass foot was a step on the line. I, I was just seeing a little screenshot how close I was to ending that season off that shot. But it wasn't in God's plan. Hey, we move on. So uh, it was a it was a solid shot, but I hit way bigger shots than that. At this point, I don't even understand why we still do press conferences. <laughs> I mean, that's a like, good so, that's so a good dumb. quote from Kevin Durant. Honestly, that's a good quote. Like taking that question, is that the biggest shot you've made in your career up to this point? He tied the game, they lost, and it was to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you know, You're an idiot for asking a question, do you know but how that's many, a decent quote. It's good, a good line from Kevin Durant talking you, about his big-ass foot. Do you know how many like aspiring college journalists there are who are just like starving, like who are working in Poughkeepsie or Topeka, who would do anything for an opportunity? Then you have these middle-aged just hacks who ask stupid I, questions super, where like, like, was this the biggest shot of your career? You know, the shot that would have led you into the uh, Eastern Conference Finals? That was for a, a long two, not a three. 
to yeah. tie the game, not to win. Such a dumb question, but like, it was a good line. I mean, good on, line bo- from on both ends, I just feel like the press conference, like maybe we should take a little break from it yeah. because on one hand, on one hand, you have these guys who obviously they don't want to be there. Like the ongoing thing now is just sort of like be a dick in your press conference. Like it started with Marshawn Lynch and it was funny. And then yeah. slowly it's evolved into people being like, wait a second, like I don't need to be here and talk you know, to you. Good shout out to KD though, because KD has gotten a lot of slack. He yeah. has throughout the most of this Nets circus stuff that's gone downstairs, he's not hasn't pulled Kyrie. He hasn't Kyrie the media. And um, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna talk to the media for whatever reason. I'm you know, whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. whatever reason. KD has for the most part always gone up to the media and not been a complete ass. Although he has been the winning side of most of these, so he hasn't right. had a chance to. But yeah, what a dumb question. Is that the biggest? No, dude. There's been regular season shots that have been better and bigger than that. Come on, bro. What a dumb question. The I only know. good thing about it is that it makes for great on-air play on radio the next day. Yeah, that's good. The I only mean, good thing. And that's it. the thing. He saved that he saved that question cuz that question would have been on the cutting room floor of every presser, every oh, yeah. news outlet, but he gave it a good quote answer to it to a dumb question. Like shout and a little tease here. I have a very 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 like probably my favorite quote of the sports year. Coming up later, I have it's from a hockey Ooh. game. A oh, tease. What a yeah, tease. it's from a hockey what a from, okay, I'm trying from to the think. Vegas Golden Knights game over the weekend against the Canadians because oh, they're right. they're not Canadians, they're Canadians with an E. In Canadians. So, but, um, uh, as much as I enjoyed Dirk Kant and the Brooklyn Nets not succeeding, yeah, I, I do have to acknowledge the fact that he is like like Tyler said, he is God tier oh, level. So good, dude. He is so and, effing good. What's crazy too is that like some it's 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 fun to watch players develop into superstars. Like um, for instance, like Booker. Like uh Booker the past couple years, he's been good, but he but you know, it's not it's not like Durant level, but yeah. this year he's really shown yeah, that he's, he's capable of being he's early. so effing good. Yeah, he's very early. And then like with Durant, for the longest time there was a question of is LeBron the best guy? Is Durant the best guy? Is Harden the best guy? Is Kyrie? But you see him like put the team on his back and do the things that he did. And you gotta you'd have to be just so oblivious to say stuff like, oh, he's not one of the, the best. One legged James Harden. Ridiculous. Kyrie, Kyrie out for what the final three games. I don't know. Like that. Well, why was Kyrie out? Because he sprained his ankle yeah, pretty bad. He he rolled oh, his okay. ankle. Pretty bad. I did I did like I did like the footage of uh him throwing his hands up when Durant threw the ball shot the ball. Yeah. And it didn't go in and he's like, Oh <laughs> my my uh fiance were watching the game and she gave yeah. the token, Man, if that were a little harder, that was in. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah, that is truly and that I is love true. That. Sports so simple. Yeah, if if it was a little harder, that would have been in. I'm like, Yeah, that's good. But um Randy, you're wearing yeah. a sparkly, shiny new, and I don't want to say it's shiny. No, new this thing is not new. It's been in my closet for a while. Uh, okay, so that's why uh, it's been Bucks a minute. It's, it's been a minute before the Bucks have been so able to be Giannis excited about stuff. And uh, the Bucks, yes. Eastern Conference Finals. How do you feel? I know you're a huge basketball um, guy. You got Atatakumpo yeah. across your back, tatted. Yeah, um, uh, it's always, it's always tough because a lot of people don't believe me when they uh, when they ask if I'm a Bucks fan. Oftentimes, I have to uh, refer them to my Facebook banner from 2012, which was the Milwaukee Bucks. Which you Bucks, did. Which you did. Ursan Ilyasova, Monte Ellis. I think Andrew Bogut's in there. And then uh, uh, Hernan Gomez might be on there as well. Gomez. Yeah, dude. Things used to be real rough in Milwaukee. and uh, But I mean, I mean, like, you know, admittedly, I'm not the biggest basketball guy. I've said it multiple times. Um, but it's fun to watch Milwaukee do good because it's just it's just like like the, like Turkey Leg over here said or Turkey. Turkey Sandwich said, uh, small market wins are big for the sport. And uh, I think with someone as good as Giannis, or not one say, you know what, not as good as Giannis, as powerful as Giannis, 
because the entire series he was getting so much flack for his free throws, <laughs> that, for was his some shooting. Of the, that was some of the okay, funniest stuff I've but ever he, seen. But but it's Shout like you out have to, to acknowledge James Harden for literally yelling <laughs> "yo" and throwing dude, his hands dude, up that in the air. Like so he was throwing a tantrum in the middle of Giannis's. I'll free tell you throws. what, basketball for me is for the most part difficult to watch, but. So many good moments come from basketball. Like the small yeah. little snippets of people's so reactions. Petty, it's so good. So petty. Like PJ Tucker uh, getting a uh, barking, tripping with Durant's mom. <laughs> yeah, right. Like just randomly, you know. But uh, like when you look at the the Bucks team, it's one of those teams that just shouldn't work because there's not a whole lot of name. Like uh, it's not a like a name value team. Like there's a bunch of smaller guys. But what yeah, makes Chris the, Middleton is your all star? Yeah. <laughs> what makes the Bucks so good though is that they took a lot of like solid guys from different teams and they brought them yeah. together and it just worked. Drew, Drew Holiday, Holiday, he's been like a number two guy on every team, but yeah. he's a good Brooke number Lopez, two. Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez, uh, Pat P- Connington. Yeah. PJ Tucker. Uh, you know, like we have uh, a lot Houston of the legend, PJ Tucker. Yeah, we have a lot of the guys from college, which is uh funny because like Covington, oh, you have Bobby Portis. Yeah, Bobby Portis. I think we have uh, what's his name? The dude from uh, the dude from Villanova, who the Italian guy. Oh, Dante Divincenzo. Oh, yeah, Divincenzo. Divincenzo. Yeah. Oh no, I, was he Michigan State or, or he's Villanova? Villanova. Yeah. We have Divincenzo. You know, we have all these like random guys, and it's it's a very solid put together team. Like uh, again, like Turkey Sandwich said, uh. Boonholz, how the hell you say his Boone name? Boonholzer. Boonholzer. I don't if understand. It's your team, you should learn your toe coach's name. Hey, I, like I, you like I said, man. Uh, dude, I'm a Packers fan. I can't even pronounce the GM's <laughs> yeah, goddamn true. name. True. Give me you a got, break. We, that's fair. We that's had a fair. podcast last like month, and you between your GM and Tyler's GM of the Falcons, we were struggling over you guys. Yeah, like, like, like every, every big person for Milwaukee sports or Wisconsin sports, the most difficult effing names in the world. Like Lafleur, even at first, is a little hard to <laughs> yeah. pronounce. And then you got, like I said, Gutenholz and then Butenholzer. It's like the teams from Germany or something. Ante Tecumpo. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sure. It's a mouthful all through and through. But uh, the team's built solid. The coach, uh, questionable decisions, you know. But if, if he would have lost that series, he would be fired today. Well, if yeah. they don't, he, if they don't win, horrible decisions. He might this still season, be fired, yeah, man. No, this season, this season is champion, uh, championship or bust. Yeah, if they don't win, he's out. There's plenty of rumors saying that he needed to make the conference finals to save his job. And now I'm, si- I'm assuming... He'd probably have to win, being that they're playing the Falcons or the Falcons, the Hawks. Yeah, I'm, I got a line on the this, brain. No, this season really is though theirs to take because yeah. they're taking on the Hawks. So we mentioned it. You guys said it's good for NBA small markets are on the map. So yeah, yeah. like we said, LA, not the Lakers. The Clippers are on the West. Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, like you mentioned, in the West, yeah. taking them on for their side of the bracket. And then you got the Hawks from Atlanta, who upset the number one seed, 76ers. Yes. Talk about a team that might need some. Some revamping. Yeah, that, like, there's gonna be a lot there's, there's, of revamping. There's on that a team. lot of uh, I, we'll, swings we'll and misses get to that, there. But I have a, uh, I have some thoughts. Okay, on, there you go. Let's uh, see. Let's hear. So yeah, on that side of the bracket, you got the Hawks upsetting the uh, 76ers in seven games. Tyler go. has plenty of thoughts. I'm assuming it's about Doc Rivers. I'm assuming it's, it's about not. Ben it's, Simmons. He, he sent me, he sent me an article, so I'm, I'm imagine oh. he has the he has his phone open. He's gonna read from the article. Here you go, guys. If you want to look inside the heavy T blog, here we go and go. I will say though, there's a there's a very real possibility that the NBA championship is going to be the Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Dude, what if it's the Phoenix Suns versus the Atlanta Hawks? I know, right? Like so you don't even get Giannis. I mean, well, the thing the thing is though, like these te- it's not like these teams don't have history. Like they're historic oh. teams. Like in the '90s, the 
The uh, the Hawks had a pretty deep team. Well, they have like Elijah on. But that's the thing, man. Like none of these teams have his recent history. That's like, what I'm saying, though. Like these things, like this is the beginning of the the future and the trends. The, first, the Devin Booker had a triple double. It was the first triple double in the playoffs for the Suns since 2005. I know. I, I find. <laughs> like, I bet it's so what? funny when Bar- well, Think yeah. about it, though. We're like a few years off from when Barkley was talking about how people should stop going to Suns games because yeah. they sell the- they sell stale popcorn and like <laughs> yeah. they, you know. And that's coming from Suns legend. I know, Barkley, which is even better. But it's like, but it was what's crazy too is that I had a buddy who's a diehard Lakers fan. He's talking about how like Chris Paul right now with Booker is absolutely killing it. I know. Imagine had Chris Paul gone to the Lakers to play with Bryant during that trade had it not been vetoed. Like that would have been oh, they, ridiculous. It's a league change in move. Yeah. So, but Chris yeah. Paul, by the way, what, what we're gonna okay? Ben Simmons, 76ers take is gonna come. Uh, Tyler's Eastern right. Conference stuff. But Chris Paul getting ruled out like two days before yeah. the, a, the Western Conference Finals because of COVID. Hell? This dude's luck is you thought he finally yeah. dodged the, the injury bullet in the playoffs with his shoulder thing that right, happened in the first right. round. He's back. He's leading his team. He's like getting all the praise. Stephen A. Smith is basically hanging from his nutsack. Like, dude, every every first take segment was about Chris Paul those like, last couple days. That's crazy. And then ruled out because of COVID. Like, what? I mean, it doesn't matter. They won game one pretty yeah. convincing. I would well, say convincingly, I, I think, but... I think they're going to take the series because Kawhi's not even going to be in it, you know? Yeah, and, Kawhi's injury seems to be pretty serious. And Chris Pat, Paul just needs to get a negative COVID test and, and he's back. Pat Bev, basically, it's sort of like, screw it, I'll just chuck it. One's bound to go in eventually, you know what I mean? So <laughs> Pat, Bev, Pat Bev is just a... He's a he's a treasure. I know. He's a, he's a character. He's a treasure. But uh, all right, well, I'm fully all prepared. Right. I'm locked and loaded. <laughs> I think we've given Tyler enough time to uh, load, load his his, his blog. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's been loaded for a couple minutes. All right. So what's up? Thanks. Yeah. What's what's your big take? Actually, hold on, hold on. I, can we can we bring back what the uh, what was the thing we used to do the Houston minute? The Houston let's, give him, let's give him like thirty seconds. No, fifty seconds, because otherwise we're gonna be here for like five minutes hearing him. Yeah, just... I'll give you. We'll give you one minute of uninterrupted Ben Simmons banter. All right, here we go. Because we'll I know the timer. Because if we don't, he's gonna he's just gonna go on and not stop. All right, ready, Tyler? And go go. So Ben Simmons, dude. To quote Stephen <laughs> A. Smith. He's a bonafide scrub. He can't play. Okay. So let's pull up some of the stats real quick. Number one, for whatever reason, he has a wide open dunk at worst, a layup shot refuses to take it. Dishes it out to his teammate who is contested, throws up the shot. It doesn't happen. The only person between the, the rim and Ben Simmons was Trey young. Are you telling me you're scared to dunk on Trey young? Come on, bro. We looked at look. The fourth quarter of this entire series, game one, two for two. Game two, didn't shoot a field goal. Game three, one for one. Games four through seven, didn't shoot a field goal. This dude is owed $146 million over the next four seasons. Ten seconds. And he can't show up in the clutch, okay? Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid are both throwing him under the bus. They don't know if he's going to be there, and we will leave it at that. All right. Suppose if you want more it's tough to get through. If you want but. more of that great wordsmanship, uh, Tyler's blog is at? Uh, Sportstalk790.com. You hit the little tab and go under Tyler Soto. The blog is right there. there All right, go. so a few things to carry up on that. Uh, to Tyler's point, I did find that stat insane. The fact that like in the seven-game series, he had no shots in the fourth quarter. Like made. He was three That's for insane. three in the fourth quarter for the entire series. That's wild. That makes no sense at all and i saw another stat this morning that i didn't include in the article let me pull it up real quick because this thing was just mind-boggling now before now i understand why everyone's super pissed off at ben simmons i get that but before we put all the blame on him 
I think it's important that we address that Doc Rivers has to go because, like, th- his track record, number one, absolutely awful. Look at Chris Paul playing excellent basketball right now versus what he did with the Clippers and how the Clippers even performed. What was that? What lob, they, they were Lob City, dude. Lob they were City, a hot bitch. team. They had a lot of good people on that roster. And just he, the fact that he could not capitalize on it I like is, how is you're ridiculous. calling for Doc Rivers' job in his first year with the 76ers. I know. But, but it's, it's like, like the but proof he, is in the pudding, though. I mean, yeah. think about no, this, but dude. I can't, I can't put this on Doc Rivers because Ben Simmons was I so can. I can't. So I can. well, here's I the can. other stat. But listen to this other mind-boggling stat. I saw this on Twitter this morning. In 34 career playoff games, 34, Ben Simmons has made a total of five shots outside of 10 feet from the basket. Now, one more time. Is this from this year or is this over the, the course this of a couple years? This is from 34 career playoff so games that he has career. been in. Okay, well, I can't defend that. But <laughs> yeah, he my, my stinks, thing, bro. I know he he is he is he pretty but so bad. But my my big thing too though is that like you with the co I I'm seeing this and I'm trying to rationalize because I just cannot get over the fact that he didn't go up for that and he and he lobbed it across to some other player. I'm like I'm thinking the coach is not putting enough confidence in him. It's like yo man, like you know questioning him or he's questioning himself. Like I do think Doc Rivers needs to go because he does have a track record of not executing with the right personnel. But I do understand the anger for all these Philadelphia fans because of the pro- of, of the product that Simmons is producing. I will say, although I'm not the biggest basketball guy, I was never the biggest fan of Simmons coming out of uh, LSU because terrible. his his throwing his throwing mechanism, like his motion, has notoriously always just been weird. Well, and then he's never really been he's never thing. been like have a power heard? guy, nor has he been an outside guy. He's like so just I was kind of stuck in the middle of yeah. everything. So I was but like, what exactly does he do? Part? Have you guys heard the part where he is naturally right-handed with everything that he does? But for whatever reason, he shoots with his left hand. I know. That's what you know. His his motion is all weird. And I I mean, look, I don't look personally. I don't care. I love seeing Philadelphia score him over stuff like this. And then when you like listen to the sports radio st- uh, shows in town, they're loot. Local Philly radio has got to be on suicide watch this morning. But I also understand Dude, we the frustration even- for Philadelphia because they were so bad for so long. And now they're the good. The process. The process. What's what's the baff- process? What's baffling for me though is that for the longest time, Embiid was the one that everyone thought was going to be the bust, and Simmons was the one that was going to turn yeah. the team around. And now it's like Embiid is the golden child, and Simmons can't playing Simmons through can't playing through a torn meniscus. Yeah. Remember, he tore his meniscus. It was he was reported supposed to be out at the first round. I think this. How year. many? How long uh, do we, is is Embiid's contract? Up or is it uh, or is it close to? to I th- he to makes finishing? less money, I th- believe, than Ben Simmons. No, does, I know but he does because but he still has two years left. Oh, two years left. Okay, because I'm because I'm thinking morning. like unless he has like a two year clause, like a uh, he can get out of it. I wouldn't, dude. I would not be surprised if Embiid sort of just put it so he gets so out Embiid, of it. Embiid well, because- has uh, two more seasons. Ben Simmons is signed through twenty four twenty five, making th- almost 30. So Jesus Christ. So Joel Embiid making about 30 mil a year for the next two years. Uh, ben Simmons making a little, probably about 5 million more for two more seasons after that. Yeah, Ben Simmons, wow. dude, I mean, his head coach and his and Joel Embiid are basically throwing him under the bus. So someone asked Doc Rivers last night, if he sees Ben Simmons oh, yeah. being a point guard on a championship team, Doc Rivers straight up said, "I don't know the answer to that right now." So that tells you all you need to know. Doc Rivers. Well, I don't think he has a. I don't think he has a whole lot of answers for you know a lot of things funny? because well, he might be on his way so out too. Doc Rivers. So Doc Rivers has at least one year. I think he got. You got to have at least. You one have to give him one more year. So and this is his chance. He's right. gonna probably. He's gonna say, "Hey, 
that's probably his his like you said message the pudding or whatever yeah um that's him saying hey i don't want ben simmons on my team who who do you who do you guys want to offer but him for who me would take him Exactly. Yeah, so here's the other thing too, and then you look at Joel Embiid's quote. Look it up. Someone asked. Uh, he said, "I'll be honest. I thought the turning point was when we. I don't know how to say it, but I thought the turning point was when we had an open shot and we made just <laughs> one free throw." He's throwing Ben Simmons under the bus. And here's the other thing too: is I was talking about this with a buddy over the weekend. We listened to Zach Lowe's podcast, and Zach Lowe was saying that NBA GMs have seen what Ben Simmons is doing and they're like, eh, we're not so high on him anymore. So now because of how bad he is, he's been so exposed and because of how stupid his contract is for someone to take the majority of his salary, if they do decide to trade him, they're going to have to trade first round picks with Ben Simmons just to get rid of him. Wouldn't it they be are such in a, such a bad situation? Wouldn't it be such a 76ers thing of luck for Ben Simmons to get like just pretty much shipped off into a bl- abyss somewhere and then him just like pan out somewhere? I mean, he is a, like Stephen A. Smith said, he's a bona fide scrub. He can't play. Don't get me wrong. He's a good defender. I will give him that. He's a really good defender. Well, then he can play. He can uh, play he defense. Can, yeah. Dude, I have as right, much so chance I said, of I making said to, a shot in the fourth quarter as Ben Simmons not, does. Not Tyler's uh, reading off tweets. Uh, I responded to Tyler. I said, with your track record of earth-shattering horde takes and awful predictions, seems like Simmons is slated to have a great season next year. You know? But the reality is, too, though, that... Comeback player of the year? Hey, mm-hmm. may, regardless of where he goes, the Sixers are going to have to take on a majority of that so, contract. Do you guys remember how long it took for him to make his first three pointer in the league? Yeah, that was the big one hundred and seventy two games for a first round pick. A first round pick, one hundred seventy two games now, into his NBA career before he made a three pointer. Now, and I here's think the thing: th- he's not just the first round pick. He's a point guard. You're <laughs> yeah. expected to make three points. And here's the thing. You can't put him anywhere else on the floor. Can't put him at center. He's too small. Can't put him at power forward. He's too small. Won't drive to the lane. Can't put him at shooting guard because, well, hey, look at that. Can't shoot. Where, where do you put him? Small forward? Now, it's like, I, what are you going to do I with will, him? I will also say, though, that it's important that we don't just sort of pass, pass over this. Simmons should have never had that pressure of being a number one pick. Right. I mean, admittedly, we know now that he doesn't it's what well, it seems like he doesn't have what it takes to be that guy for a team like this. But can we talk about how bad Philadelphia is at picking like number one players, like number one picks? Because they in have all of sports Simmons, in general. And then they had Markel Fultz, who didn't pan out either. Who he had a horrible sh- shot, too. They shipped off to like didn't they, didn't Orlando they or something. Yeah, well, too. Magic. For a who? Bit. Oh, I think they, took, I think they might have taken Nerlens Noel, too. Yeah. But I mean, Embiid's the only one the that's paid out of the NBA. But Embiid took forever to develop, and he had a he had a uh, um, the injury he bug had for a injury bug load management early on in his career because of his yeah. he's all bandaged up. So it's funny from this article back in November of 2019. The hold on. see that like my like before you talk about your your article, that's that's the thing that I'm saying. I feel like the issue here is everyone is quick to point at the players, but I'm like. Are we not addressing who's coaching these guys? Are we not yeah. addressing who's picking these exactly. dudes? Exactly. And I exactly why it sucks because Ben Simmons is going to be the sacrificial goat in this situation yeah. because he missed those free throws when it's honestly, you know, I mean, it's Homeboys who, about who, to get shipped off gonna, to Detroit. Who are you trade? For, Tobias Harris had a, an MVP caliber yeah. season in the first half. Joel Embiid's your bread and butter. I just can't believe when you think about who they had on that team a couple of years ago, you let Jimmy Butler walk. 
So oh, you I always forget he was a ben sixer. Simmons. Yeah, Jimmy Butler is was okay, there. Well, Seth Curry is not going to be shipped away. He might be in a package somewhere. Yeah, I could see him traded to like Charlotte or something. But here's the thing, also too, the Heat haven't the Heat weren't so great this year either. So I don't think to be, it's to be honest, dude. The 76ers are in kind of a good spot for a rebuild. Tobias Harris, you're keeping. Joel Embiid, you're keeping. Ben Simmons on the block. Danny Green is a free agent. George Hill Can't has a year left. Green. Seth Curry, you'll probably keep. He has he's good through 2022. Who Mike Scott, he's he's done after this year. Dwight Howard's up after this year. Yeah, you have no starters. Too. You just package them up. Ben Simmons and a first, maybe for somebody who could shoot the damn ball from three or make a free throw. Imagine how they traded for Harden. Like they right. meant, like they, but they like see, to. that's the thing that we were talking about on air this morning. Houston fans, specifically Rocket fans, need to be thanking the basketball gods that their ex-GM, Daryl Morey, who is now the GM of the 76ers, did not want to let go of Simmons in a trade for Harden. And the other person they have to thank is their current GM, Raphael Stone. Once that deal with the Sixers fell apart, he decided, screw it, we're not going to do it, we're going to go somewhere else, instead of trying to pursue it further. Thank God that Daryl Morey is an absolute idiot, dude. Like, it... It mind boggles me like how close they were to maybe setting the Rockets rebuild back a decade because they have to take on this awful Simmons on this, contract. On this best I mean, you guys play. you guys did get like Avery Bradley and like Kelly Olenek, so it's like a you know, on get the, what you get. Well, I'd rather take him than Ben Simmons. On the basketball reference page for the 76ers with all their payroll and stuff like that, yeah. it says in big bold letters, largest guarantee, Ben Simmons with a guaranteed $169 million. Wow. God. And, and you know what's so fascinating about this time of year too with basketball stuff? Whenever teams self-implode like this, Every day you see a new tweet with something more shocking than the day before. Yeah. So like yeah, like yesterday we saw the uh, the tweet about how he didn't make a single shot or like three shots in the entire series in the fourth quarter, and then today we find out how much he's owed over the course of a couple. Yeah, of years. and and that's the thing with these basketball guaranteed contracts, man. Like there's so much money dispersed between so such a small amount of sample size of rosters. Yeah, Bas- like these big dudes. You get these guys out of college who are supposed to be your next big thing, and they have a decent year, yeah. and they cash in on their first mega deal or their first deal outside of the rookie contract, and then you're stuck with Ben Simmons making $32 million wow. next year when he just kind of lost you at the playoffs. I know. You got, bas- you got basketball and baseball that are notorious for but, making these ridiculously you know, fat contracts. I will say, though, the one thing I do love about basketball, though, is that sometimes the inner workings just don't make sense, but mm-hmm. they somehow just w- work well together. <laughs> and you look at it and it, but this is the thing. Is this not as 76ers as it gets? You are oh, now yeah. stuck at a crossroads between Ben Simmons, crossroads, crossroads, your hundred million dollar boy who can't make yeah. a, a shot in the fourth quarter or your coach on the other side who has lost 29 games in which he could have clinched a playoff series. Yeah. See if I'm if 29. I'm, Twenty nine chances to advance and you lose all of them. I'm trading Doc Rivers to Drexel University for season tickets, and then I'll probably ship off Simmons to. Uh, I mean, I don't even know who would take him. What's What's the most? Ship uh, him back to Australia. That's what's where he's the most from. relevant? Yes, <laughs> I'll trade him to the Illawarra Hawks in the Australian <laughs> what's, basketball what's league. What's that team in China? For, is it like the Shanghai Dragons? Oh yeah, the, the Wong Tong Tigers the, or, or the something? Sharks? The Sharks or where did the Shanghai J- Sharks? Where did Shanghai where did, uh, where did J Cole just play in the Nigerian league? Oh, the Nigerian the African league. league yeah. the African league. Yeah. Look, just ship off Simmons to whatever team Stefan Marbury made a career out of. Right. Just, Ship him over there, dude. But uh, oh, so the Timberwolves. All right, got it. But the one thing I do love about basketball, like I said, though, is how strange. Like for me, someone who's not very literate with cap space and the understanding of how it works and the trades 
and the accumulation of picks and stuff. I'm always fascinated when I see like a uh, an, an outlier, like an anomaly in this whole situation, this whole basketball landscape. Like OKC, OKC has how many picks, dude? They have like they have they have tons. like twelve, and then they picks. traded for another one this weekend for Kemba Walker. Which is and here's the thing: so they have crazy. the number four pick, which, by the way, draft lottery tomorrow night. So we'll see what happens exactly. So they OKC has the number four pick. Yeah. They also just traded for Kemba Walker, and they got the 16 pick. How do they with get Kemba Walker? How, how that makes no sense. There. How that happened? I don't know, man. But here's the their, other kicker: their GM, too. their GM probably has dirt on every single GM in the league. If the Rockets, because the Rockets' uh, pick is, uh, I think, like top four protected yeah. or something like yeah. that. If for whatever reason the Rockets pick falls to number five, it goes to Oklahoma yeah. City. So they have they could get another Yo. top fiver. Yeah, that is. They could have three. <laughs> they could have two of the. And top it's all five up picks. to they. Do they do the the ping pong balls, the lottery balls in the NBA too, like the NHL? I'm I believe they do it tomorrow. That is so and funny. They announce yeah. tomorrow. I don't. I don't night. think. I don't think it falls below four. But uh, that would be no, funny. I don't, I don't know, that. man. Seen some weird stuff happen before. It would be, it's, Houston, it's Houston, and Tyler's there right well, hold now. Hold on, hold on, Tyler. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> what what pick are the Rockets picking yeah. at? What what are they coming up at tomorrow, Tyler? Let's see what you got. I'm going to say they get number three. Number three. Oh, well, okay, sorry, Houston. Congrats, <laughs> okay, with, congrats with the 18th pick. <laughs> okay, see, get ready. Here it comes. I will say this. I know we are bashing Ben Simmons a lot, and deservedly so. But I, you, we got to give credit towards dude. The Hawks did step yeah. up. Trey Young. Young is Trey Young is very quickly becoming one of my favorite players in the NBA, and I yeah. swear it's not because he's in Atlanta. I love the fact that this dude is not only ice cold, but he is purely embracing the role of the NBA villain. Yep. Yeah. And in a day and age where everybody just wants to be best friends and play with their homies and all that bullcrap. I love that he's basically here to step on your throat, rip your heart out. And the dude took a goddamn bow at Madison Square yeah. Garden because when it's yeah, the end of the dude, show, that's what they that's, do. One that, of the dude, greatest that, quotes I've ever heard. I love watching the fan reaction videos around Madison Square Garden because it's literally people like saying like legit threats. Yeah. Like, yo, if I ever see my somebody, block, somebody spit on dead. him. <laughs> He's dead. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I said to Trey, Trey Young, walk to my apartment, blah, blah, like just shoot him. <laughs> yeah, there's videos of people drinking Hennessy in the streets around Madison yeah, Square Garden, well, screaming obscenities about Nick, Trey Young. Knicks fans are gross. So yeah. there's that. That's one of the things, though, too, that I love about, okay, like I get like the AAU aspect that just kind of everybody's yeah. like kind of focused on, like the guys are all buddies. They go to yacht parties and drink wine with each other on, on vacation after the right, season. Right. And that's taken away from the competitive aspect of it. I get all that. But I like Trey Young handling the Knicks crowd more than anything. Oh, yeah. Um, it's first time playing in front of sold-out arenas, so it's kind of new for the most part, this year at least. And he full-on embraced being the villain. He got spit on. They were chanting about him balding because yeah, he's, he's got some sus hair. And Trey Young. And he's like, I love it. That's what they're here for. And like so many other people in the NBA. Well, okay, spitting. Don't spit on the guys. You can, you yeah, can, weird. you can boo. You can chant. You can whatever. Don't throw popcorn. Don't throw bottles like Kyrie and Russ. Yeah, don't, don't spit on them like dick. Trey. But like Trey, even, okay, even the bald the comment though, like that's. I mean, yeah, that's not. That's not, even a, that's not even a good chance. Yeah, but it's funny though. Trey, Trey, yeah. It took some bald. initiative to Trey get the whole arena. Yeah. Um, but I like the fact that he's like, yeah, man, come yell at me. So many other people take it, like, oh. Right. Oh God! What these are? I'm I'm just playing a game. Okay, yeah, I get it. But you, you sign on the dotted line. You're more of an asset than a person at this point. Like I'm sorry. You sign on the dotted line. You want you want to not get heckled. The Y is down the street. You could go play pickup at nine o'clock at night. 
Right. You're playing in Madison Square Garden. You're going to get heckled. You're playing in Philadelphia. You're going to get heckled. You're playing in L.A. You're going to get heckled. Like these are storied franchises like passionate fans. I'm sorry. You're going to get heckled. And sure, don't throw stuff at him. Be respectful. Trey embraced it. He's like, chant, dude. But guess what? He got the last laugh because you make a three and you bury the Knicks. Chant whatever you want. Did I'm gonna you, uh, I'm gonna sleep good at night. Did you see the video of uh what was it? I saw it on TikTok, but it was like a compilation of him in high school where people were booing him. They're calling him overrated. Mm-hmm. And then he sinks the winning shot and he takes a bow and it tra- and it cuts to him taking a bow in, in Madison Square Garden. So he's oh, always been awesome. that guy. And he's so that's cool. He's a scrawnier dude, smaller guy. So I'm sure he probably had to back it up, which is probably yeah, bleeds into he really why did, he holds himself like this in the NBA. He he played yeah, Oklahoma. He really right? had to back it up. Yeah, he played yeah, at yeah. Oklahoma. He's one of those guys that came out of originally when he was originally drafted, people thought that he was drafted way too high, let alone the fact that he was originally drafted by the Mavericks and they made the trade that night with Buddy the Hawks. So it was Trey Young for Luka Doncic. Yeah, that's right. He came and, out of Oklahoma I mean, after Buddy Healed. Yeah. And I mean, I think it worked, I think it worked out better. fine for both of them. I mean, oh, it's, it's not, it's not Dallas's also. fault that Porzingis can't, <laughs> can't score to save his right. life. And he's Chingus Pingus. Chingus Pingus can't do anything. <laughs> Chingus Pingus. I love it. I love that too, though. Like fans, uh, crowds that really get into it. I will admit, there's sometimes I've been in places where I kind of feel bad doing some of the chants. I'm like, man, this this is some low blow stuff. But yeah, I you mean, just get into I, it. it's enjoyable. I mean, there's the I haven't really been a part of a crowd that got like aggressive. Yeah, you know, I would imagine oh, I that like the best, like Knicks really, like those guys yeah. really want to get into it. I don't know if you saw this, but you, uh, I mean, you probably didn't see this because you guys aren't soccer fans. I mean, even myself, I'm not a big soccer yeah. fan. Mexico has to play three games without fans in their stadiums <laughs> because uh, Me- so Mexico has this ongoing tradition where every time I forget if it's I think it's the opposing team when they do a goal kick, yeah, uh, they yell out the yell puto. Well, they wouldn't yell and, it at their own goalie. No, I mean, but yeah, it's like I don't know. It's a, it's it's an endearing word when it's a, from Mexican to Mexican, but when it's another team, it's just sort of like ribbing. No, them. no way. Is it endearing? I mean, when depends you on the context. Your it, own depends, team. it depends on the context, I'm sure. Well, anyways, know, it depends, it, anyways, it's the same way of us going up to each other, like, "Oh, what's up, Effer?" Like, what's I mean, up, bitch? Oh, yeah, thing. every like, time you send me, yeah, say, like, what's every up, time bitch? Eric sends me something in work, he's like, "Here you go, bitch." Oh, like, well, Thanks, no, bitch. I'm not okay. Let's get See? this on. But let's that, get on this on. Let's get this out in the open. I'm not being endearing. I mean, you're a bitch. No, and I know so. you're. <laughs> no, but so so. Anyways, the word means. I don't want to say it because it's a rude word to say. It's the F word for someone. The gay F word. You know, it's. It's what it's what the French call a cigarette, you know. I think that's what it is, or it's a loaf of bread. It's a bag it with an F. A bag it. There, there you, you go. go. So <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, and and Mexico has been warned like multiple times, Every like year. yo, you need to stop doing this. You can't do this. And it's always funny. I mean, it's a, it's hilarious. The people enjoy enjoy it when you're watching yeah, Telemundo. And, and it's, it's, it's funny. It's a big build up because I'm sure if they've watched any USA Mexico game, oh yeah, it's, it's the you know yeah the goal. It's a free kick. Right, places it up at the box, yeah, and then just go, and then doosh, yeah. and you hear the entire scene yeah. get into it. Well, uh, now Mexico got in trouble, so now they can't have fans for three games. I do Which, love that soccer actually instills that rule because you always hear fans yeah. getting oh, if you throw stuff on the field, your your team's going to be penalized. Yeah, and they stop. I mean, soccer is one of those one of those sports where regardless of where it's at, like they really do take that stuff seriously. Like I think in Italy, uh, one of the guys playing was from uh, was African. And some of the guys in the the, the opposing team were, were doing racial slurs. So the ref was like, all right, game over. This team wins. Yeah. It's, you know, soccer, it's like, F you. Soccer's funny, man. Suck they, it up, bitch. But it, it, they, I do you get know? why they're doing soccer because they got to keep those crowds in control. Because some, some of these soccer crowds, Dude. They'll, they'll kill people. I, I, 
There's I don't know what it is, what it is, but like when you find some of these like rivalry games in rural co- like rural countries, like Argentina, Boca Juniors versus River Plate, it's like eighty thousand people who want to legitimately yeah. hurt people from the other yeah. opposing team. And you go, like you fans go to like die. Europe, you go to Europe, you got the hooligans that'll like Bro, literally just gang fights before fans soccer matches. Die outside of stadiums because they get like trampled or yeah. they begin to fights. And uh, is it Ireland or Scotland? I don't know. One of them. There's just a Celtic and Rangers. And so these two teams are the two biggest teams of the country, and they legitimately fight each other. Like, if they find each other, they fight each other. Think about it. You grew up in a small town in Scotland where the only option you have is fish, work agriculture, or some other boring, meaningless job. The only thing you have that's a claim to fame is a soccer team in your town. Yeah. And maybe you know some of the team, but you grew up going to games, and suddenly it's like these guys from across the pond or whatever, (laughs) across the lake, opposing teams... You, these blokes, these uh, these uh, fancy fannies, Chaps. these fancy fannies, whatever they call each other, like, I don't like these guys. F these guys. We're going to F them up. It's crazy stuff. It's yeah. literally modern day tribal warfare. Yeah, it, but the one thing I do love, though, is the fact that uh, America, for once, might actually be somewhat decent, which has always baffled me because it's like, yo, America can win everything, but we can't win soccer. Like, how does that make any sense? Right. Like the Olympics is coming up, and the USA basketball team is literally stacked with NBA superstars. So once again, it's not going to be fair for any right, of the yeah. other countries. But uh, I mean, USA beat Mexico in the Concacaf, and dude, the American guys were getting pelted. Oh yeah, somebody with, got like creamed with, with a Coke bottle, <laughs> beer bottles, like sodas, everything. And they and then, knew they went to the corner oh, yeah. closest to the fans. Oh yeah, and Pulisic just shirtless, just like, like saying sh- like shush. Daddy's here. I know it's R- crazy stuff. I need a belly rub. I think I, I do think that would be pretty crazy if America really does establish themselves. Like the I think of Americans. If there's one thing America loves, it's winning. And so if they start winning, I think we can get America will get behind them. And that'd be fun to watch. You know, the World Cup coming up. Just kind of get behind it. next year in yeah. Qatar. It's supposed to be like 125 degrees when they're playing. 2021 for the playoffs this like, year. Like, I mean, why? Not, uh, Olympics this year. Yeah, Olympics this year. So Why? Like, Although why, I don't think why the would US you qualify have the, for Olympics. So why? we'll just focus on the yeah, World well, Cup. The World Cups will really matter. Screw the Olympics. Mexico won the Olympics like the, the last time around. And they got trounced right. in like the second round of the World Cup. But I mean, I don't understand. Like, why is the World Cup being held on the surface of the sun? Yeah, I don't know. Because it's 105 you know, uh, degrees. Financial, financial FIFA, bro. It's like 105 bro. degrees, and then the I, I read, I read an article. Like, 60 people died building the stadium. Yeah, dude, a <laughs> so lot of people like, died. I, I read what? that too. Like, there's a lot of like day laborers that go to these countries to to build like these World Cup, and they venues, never come back, and they die. Like, yeah, dude, they die building these megaplexes same thing with the olympics it's kind of a little seedy underbelly oh if yeah you really dig into it like there's a lot of deaths go that go into building these like and then they just these push them villages like, yeah they just push them like into the ocean and then like, they leave right. and then it's like oh here's just like this bro just kind of like a half you know the, empty city now that where the olympics yeah. used to take half place. of these stadiums so, half of these stadiums are turn. just decrepit and they're run Did. down remember have you seen photos of like the uh, olympic stuff in greece from like oh four they look like ruins. They look yeah. like Olympic ruins. Oh, yeah. It's it's totally just um. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Run down. Deserted. Yeah, like deserted. It's a deserted deserted city. Brazil spent all their money building this massive stadium, like in the Amazon, and no one plays there. It's like it right. seats seventy thousand, and nobody uses it. So, all right, let's get back to basketball real quick because we need to pick the games. Oh, that's right. We need to pick the games because we need to get Tyler's official picks on this on the upcoming. We'll do. We'll pick Tuesday's game because that's the standalone game when yeah. we're talking next. It's ah. the next game, and then we'll pick the series so we can at least have some skin in the game going to the NBA Finals. We didn't really talk about the Suns because the Suns have kind of just been whooping that ass. 
Yeah. Um, I know we kind of touched on Devin Booker. He's killing it. He's becoming the guy right. in a lot of ways. Chris Paul had a little injury bug because of the COVID. But oh. we didn't really talk about him because they're on an eight-game win streak. They're 9-2 and two in the playoffs. There really no, hasn't been much, lights out. Hasn't been much to talk Paul, about. Who's that other that. dude that the Suns picked up on the offseason? Something Aans or Aitons? Well, DeAndre oh, no, Ayton has been there. Aiden has he's been there. He's been there? He, he, was, okay. he came from uh, Arizona like two years ago, I think. So oh, he's been there for He's been yeah, yeah. closer, I think, like four to five. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Michael Bridges has come out of nowhere for them this year. They have Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, yep. Oh, God, that's right. Jay Crowder's on that team. So there's, the, the, again, Suns. I'm, okay, let's just pick them. I'm, cause I'm gonna Frank pick, Kaminsky. Yeah, I'm going to pick Suns Speaking here. of players who are on teams I didn't know, I did not know the Milwaukee Bucks. First off, had Jeff Teague. Second, I didn't know Jeff Teague was still in the league. Again, solid guys. It's like it's like a really good solid park and rec team. Just yeah. fundamentals. Guys, yeah. You kind of I mean, if you look at them, that's kind of what all the teams have. They're all just kind of, you know, oh, one yeah, superstar man. and a bunch of supporting cast. So it, bro, this entire roster is just like there's nobody who's notable name value minus Giannis, because you have Bobby Portis, like you said, Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, Jeff T. Uh, Chris Middleton has a name. Brooke out there. Lopez. Yeah, Chris Middleton's all star. Well, Drew Holiday's yeah. been an all star. I mean, Drew Holiday's status Brooke Lopez was a former all star. No, but I know. But I'm saying, like, compared to like you know, with the with the Suns, you have Booker and you have Paul, and then with the the Hawks, you have um. Uh, well, even actually, no one's saying the Hawks don't really have anyone other. Trey Young. Trey Young. John Collins. He's he's coming up there. <laughs> Danilo Gallinari. Oh, he's Danilo on that team. Gallinari, oh, and yeah. who, who's the who's the skinny white boy who went off last night? Hurter, something like Herder. that. That that yeah. Herder, that little, guy came like out a little redhead almost. Um, but okay. they, oh, yeah. don't, oh, no, they, the don't they have, have um, the Hawks have Bogdanovich? Bogdan yeah, Bogdanovich. Okay, again, are we pumped for Bogdan Bogdanovich and Danilo Gallinari? Hey, and yeah, ah, you're and sleeping on this a bit, dude. Because then you have uh, Clint Lou Capella. Will. Clint Capella. Clint Capella. Lemon Pepper, Lemon Pepper Lou. Lou. Yeah, sweet. These are all like bench players, guys. What are we oh, doing Clint here? Clint Capella. Oh, Rockets they have, they, dude, they that. have Tony Snell, notoriously meme-worthy Tony Snell, who had that well, like 30 minutes worth of game time and 0.0 rebounds, 0 assists. If this yes, doesn't make you guys confident that. in the picks we're about to make, because it looks like you guys are looking at the rosters for the very first time this yeah, playoffs. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, so Randy just figured out the rest of the roster for the Hawks. Uh, Tyler's figuring out the rest of the roster for the Bucks for the first time. So let's make some picks then, I guess. Um... Now that you guys are aware of who's on each team, uh, who do you got winning the Suns-Clippers game tomorrow night? Game two first. Let's start there. In Phoenix, game two between the Suns and Clippers. I'm going to assume Chris Paul's not on the field. Not on the... I'm going to assume is Chris it, Paul's not on the court. Is it three games he's out for? Well, he... It's, it's uh, it just could depends. Be as back as early as game Yeah, possibly. it just need He needs to get some negative <laughs> COVID so tests bad. going. So I, I'm picking the Suns still. I have yeah. no reason to go against them. I think the Suns... It's are a gonna, home game. Yeah, I think the Suns are going to win the series four to one. I, I, like, I don't okay. think... I, I think because Leonard's out, I, I just... This is the, the time. This is the time where playoff P is really just gonna not really produce. Playoff well. P is not a, usually a good thing. I think didn't yeah. he get playoff P as like a negative? I think to so. start with, and then this, it kind of formed a good. The Suns are just too good, man. Yeah. I, haven't, too I good. haven't seen any reason to bet against them, so I'm going. Yeah. I'm going Suns in. I'll go Suns in six. I'll give the Clippers a win in L.A. and maybe a win in Phoenix at Game Five, mm-hmm. but I'm going. I'm going Suns in six. Yeah, that's what I originally had. Someone asked me this on Twitter before the series started, and I said Suns and Six. Oh, well, now I'm not confident. See, this is why I said my pick Damn first. It. And if we ever go back to Vegas with Tyler, I've already thought about this. I need to get my picks in before him because I can't be skewed by his picks because yeah. I need to make sure they're my standalones before he makes well, his, I n- I never, and I feel bad about I myself. I never once understood being that I'm a gambling virgin. 
I never really once understood why you were like, hey man, shut up. Don't share your don't share your picks. Don't share your picks. Now because I know why. It influences your decision. Yeah. Well, because yeah. Tyler's just really bad at this. Yeah, so plus, then if I find out I pick the same as him, yeah. I'm going to feel awful. You go into the book at the same time as him and then you place yours or you're thinking about it and then he says something like, damn, am I skewed because he picked against yeah. it or is he with me? All right. So we're all in the Suns bandwagon here. Yep. Suns in five for Randy. Suns in six for me and Suns Tyler. Suns bandwagon. I need one of those jerseys that just says the Valley on it. All right. Okay. Well, what are, what's your number on yeah, these picks man, though? Have fun at Pacoima at every festival. You know, that's super San Fernando Valley. The by Valley, the way. bro. Valley, dude. It's, it's only a matter of time before one of these like crappy like valley based company oh, uh, clothing Festi- brands. Festival season, people from San Fernando Valley here in Los Angeles, everybody knows Pacoima, Van Nuys, yep. San Fernando. Yep. Uh, yep. You want to throw Thousand Oaks in there, even maybe that's a little a little close here. Um, Northridge, what else? Sun Valley, Burbank. Everybody will Glendale. be wearing the Valley to Coachella this year. I'm telling you, there's going to be a crappy clothing brand in, in the Valley who's going to take that and run with it. I hope everyone is ready. The Valley fool. I hope everyone at CSUN is ready oh. for the inevitable so, frats that are going to have these on their shirts. Oh, dude. I- so many Bro, frats. Dude, you kidding me? If I was still at Cal State Northridge, That'd this would have been purchased. I yeah. would have been. I don't know if I would have gone D book or or CP3. Probably Booker. I, I would have went Booker. I like yeah, I like after. I like Booker more because it looks better on the jersey. Because Paul, yeah. I don't know. There's some around sun super stupid, but there's something about jerseys and last names that the name is too short. I don't yeah, like the look true. of it. Like I, you know. Yeah. Well, brace yourself, Coachella. The Valley jerseys are coming this year. Trust me. They will Valley be a the plenty. Eastern Conference. I'm assuming Randy's going to go with the Bucks, so we'll go here Actually, to him last. I am going with the Okay, Bucks. yeah. We'll go with him last or whatever. There's your pick. How many games? I think they're going to go six. six. Actually, no. I think they'll go... I think I'll go seven. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Bucks too. I'm gonna go Bucks in. I'll go six because Trey's good, but I don't see them stacking up against the Bucks. Well, you got you got very the Bucks have seasoned, size, man. You got seasoned veterans who have size. Jeru's a good lockdown uh, point guard. He'll lock down Trey. And who's gonna match up with Giannis? I know Giannis has his his it's ups. Like and, Giannis against John Collins. His, yeah, his ebbs and flows are there. Like he's you got to deal with him on his down days. But like right. Giannis is bigger and stronger yeah, than Clint he, he should be able to so figure out how to to work it. So I'm gonna go uh, Bucks in six. Did I say six or five? I think you said six. Whatever, six o'clock. It doesn't matter as long as they win. What do you got, Tyler? Uh, I will admit, as much as I would love to see the Hawks continue and march on and break the curse of Atlanta, so the Falcons could win. Thank you for your sacrifice. Um, I am going to pick Bucks in seven, and the only reason yeah. I have it going seven. Is because Budenholzer is going to find some way to screw this up. At least one <laughs> yeah, probably when, when they cut to him on the sidelines, he's, doesn't he look like scared and he's shocked? The, he's always frazzled, he's bro. He's the only coach on the sidelines. First off, shout out to the fact that three quarters of the coaches left are black. That's nice to see. But on the other side, dude, Budenholzer looks like he's just a stressed out. You know when I see, you know when I see him, I sorry. <laughs> so, okay, hold on. So I read I read an article. I read, I read an article about how in F1, there's this dude who's a racer on a team, but he's only a racer because his dad bought his way in. And he's, <laughs> he notoriously has his nickname, like, like Mick Spin or something, because this dude literally is always crashing. He's always driving <laughs> recklessly. He's always spinning out. And it's uh, and it's notoriously dangerous for everyone around him because this dude cannot drive. He's just rich. And they put him in a Formula One car. But like half the time it pans on him, he's like, 
he's kind of like frantic and the team's sort of like, God, please don't crash again. Please do, please. And so whenever I see the Bucks and they put on to, to boon, buttonholds, buttonholds, I need to learn how to speak German. <laughs> uh, the, the dude's like, oh my God, I don't know how I got this job. Kind of reminds me of uh, Will Ferrell when he's down on his luck in Anchorman. It kind of looks the same, <laughs> right? with yeah. less hair. He always looks stressed out like, oh God, I really I really hope this play that I uh, that I found on Google works against <laughs> this really good defense. He's like, oh, wait. Is that a foul? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Giannis is on the line. What's the two? What's what's the one? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like, like I said, dude, this is the year for the Bucks to take it. They have to. This if they don't, he's out of people there. talk about how things fall in line for LaFraud, as people like Tyler call him, like, oh, Mickey Mouse titles and the, the Clippers. Bitch. Look who they have to beat. Shout they don't have to beat Tyler. anybody. It's like honestly. You got the 76ers falling out of line. The Lakers have fallen out of line. The Clippers might not make it, depending if you're the yeah. Bucks. Like, things are falling in line. Things are aligning. The planets are aligning. So if you, you're the this deer, is your baby. year, Let's man, for the deer. So we all got a, a Bucks Suns finals. The year of the deer. <laughs> so it'll probably be a Hawks Clippers final since uh, we all sided with Tyler here. Although I would love, I would love, like one of the very few rarities in sports. You don't see this a whole lot. I would love to see a wildlife championship, which is Hawks and Bucks. Ooh, Hawks and Bucks. Wildlife championship is when you get two animal themed teams facing off against one love each it. other. And with the, I didn't think of a better name for with it. With the Clipper. Or, oh, hold on, hold on. And the, with, suns, the Suns have wildlife, bro. That, that, no, it's the, a the, sun, no, bro. No, the gorilla the doesn't count, bro. The gorilla is yeah. just, oh, just yeah, there. For that. It's like the Golden Knights with their stupid Gia monster. Like, doesn't yeah. even make sense. Like, why is it not a knight? Right. You know, like a, like a dude in foam armor instead of some stupid lizard you find in the desert. Makes no sense. All right. So I knew that this would be a predominantly basketball podcast. And I know that we are hashtag basketball guys at this time of year, yes. like everybody else. And yes. um, but at the same time, as all this is going on, the NHL playoffs are going on and they're a little deeper into their conference right. finals. They're I think their both series are tied 2-2 right now. Um, the Golden Knights and the Canadians just got tied 2-2 last night, Sunday night. And they had Robin Leonard in that. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to this playoff series at all. So uh, Marc-Andre Fleury led up a goal with about a minute left in game. That would have been game three right. to give the Canadians a 2-1 goal. He went behind the net, gaffed it, empty net goal basically to tie the game. Canadians go on and win the game in overtime. So Robin Leonard gets put into net instead of Marc-Andre Fleury in game four. So Robin Leonard gets put in net instead of Marc-Andre Fleury in game four, right? A little flippy-do, sometimes, you know, spark your team, get him to play a little better, kind of a wake-up call. So Robin Leonard gets put into net instead of Marc-Andre Fleury in game four, puts up a great performance, series is now even at two games apiece. Well, Robin Leonard, like I said, put out one of the best quotes that I have ever heard in a post-game presser. This is great. It's been a great episode of Sound. We had the Kevin Durant one earlier, and this is what Robin Leonard said after he won game four for the Golden Knights in Montreal. No, it was great. You know, uh, not many people know. You know, I come to the game four hours early. Every I get up my own bus, come four hours early. I sat for two hours and watch you guys talk on Twitter on me. You know, to get me motivated. And uh, um, you know, it was great. You know, just to see all what you guys had to say, and it's a great motivation for me. Uh, I don't do the flashiest saves and all those things, but. Uh, you know, before this season, ever since I got out of rehab and even before that in Buffalo, I've been putting up some pretty good numbers. And, uh, yeah, people act like what they that, that I'm not very good, especially in our own town. But, uh, you know, I had a lot from the team, my teammates and uh, my coaches and 
me and Flower has gotten really close this year, you know, supporting each other, and we don't care about the noise. So it's just great motivation for me. Uh, it was very enjoyable on Twitter today, and uh, thank you guys very much for giving me that motivation. I love that. That's awesome. I love that. Did you watch you guys talk ish about me for two hours before the game? And it's true. Everyone was confused oh. as to why he was in goal. Yeah, I, I voted on I voted on several Twitter polls. Who should start today? I was like, Flurry, Flower, for sure. I love that nickname, by the way. Flower. That's awesome. It's so clean. So I do, I, I'm short still and trying sweet. To, I'm still trying to figure out why Leonard's panda, but whatever. Yeah, me neither. He is a little crazy. Little crazy eyes. He is a little crazy. He's a little wild. He ha- he's has some problems with, you know, he talked about rehab there. He's been out. It's a great story, honestly. Great story. He had a little bit of falling out with Buffalo. He has some weird back neck tattoo, which makes him even a little crazier. And he has some weird, crazy Robin Leonard eyes that he gets and going he has, every now and then. Uh, he has Staten Island tattoo on the side of his neck, so you know he's real, real crazy. Yeah, yeah I would not mess with Robin Leonard. He's he'll jack you up. Yeah. But uh, shout out to Robin Leonard. I love quotes like that when they when they own people who talk crap about him. Because like I said, dude, we talked a lot. Of, dude, if Ben Simmons heard this podcast and he comes out and balls out next season, and he comes up to us and says, "Hey, dude, that's for your talking ish." Fall in line. I. You got to own it. That's like the freezing cold takes account on Twitter. I love it because of the fact that it kind of holds some people a little accountable for yeah. talking crap and spewing stuff on Twitter. So I like I like it. Robin Leonard, good for you, man. Yeah. Go win a cup. All right. Well, that's it. We got a lot of basketball to watch, guys, because we are the only basketball podcast anybody should be listening to. We uh, got it all broken down. Tyler's the picks, the official picks that you should be betting against. Um, but although me and Randy guys. picked the same picks as him this week, so may- they might be winners. Um, until next week, guys, uh, go watch some basketball, I guess. Question, Question mark? mark? <laughs>